Um, now, more on the topic of, of um, trees being transplanted and replanted. Um, the general rule is that anytime you plant a tree from scratch, so then the clock starts again, you're back at needing three more years for Orla. That's true if you plant a seed, like an apple seed. It's true if you plant a sapling, if it's not attached to its um, clod of earth, as we said in the previous Mishnah. It's also true if you graft um, a new tree, or if you um, propagate a tree through Havracha, underground, that's called layering. Um, the, the tree In those two cases, it's a little more complicated, and that's a topic of our Mishnah, but essentially, potentially the clock um, of the old tree resets. When I say old tree, I mean, well, we'll see inside the Mishnah. So, let's just describe these um, these things for a moment here. The Hebrew word havracha, like the word bracha, um, has to do with propagation, let's say, of vines, where you take, uh, you'd say you have a grapevine, so we take one of the vines and you trail it underground, under the soil, and then pull it up again. We saw this back in Masachas Kilaim. So then an, essentially a new grapevine, as you perceive from above ground, will grow from where you um, stuck that vine up out of the ground. So that new grapevine is actually attached to the old grapevine. We'll call the old one the mommy, and we'll call the new one the baby. So that baby grapevine is actually still attached and drawing nourishment from the mommy, even though above ground it looks like two separate vines. As far as the lachas of Orla go, it will still be considered to be subordinate to the mommy, and therefore, as long as the mother grapevine is more than three years old, the baby's fruit will not be subject to the Orla requirements. As the Mishra will say, if you detach that connection, meaning you sever the tie, so then that's like as if you planted the baby anew then and there. So if, for argument's sake, you had a, a grapevine, it was five years old, and then you decide to do Havracha, and you extend the new vine coming out the bottom, you have a baby growing there, and five years more pass, for argument's sake, so now you have a 10-year-old mommy, and you have a baby that's been there for five years, so all the fruits on both mommy and baby certainly are, are permissible, because even in the first year of the baby, the grapes were permissible because they were subordinate to the mommy. But then if you sever the tie between mother and child, so then mommy still remains 10 years old, but baby gets a full reset. The child now, um, as if it's planted zero, so now you have to wait three more years of Orla for the fruit to once again be permitted from that uh, that that the, the baby, the child, plant. That's how Havracha works. Um, harkava, which is, has the letters transposed, um, Harkava, we all saw this back in Kilaim, it's grafting. What you do is, essentially, you take a tree, um, and a tree let's, has, we'll call it two parts, the top and the bottom. Okay, The bottom is the roots, or the root stock, um, and that's where the nourishment draws from. The top, let's call it the branches, or a branch, is where the fruit grows out of. So what one can do is one can take a branch from one tree and essentially if you let's say you cut it out let's say it as a, as a V-shape and you say you take a, a trunk, the root of another tree and you cut it out like in a wedge, like an inverse V so you can stick the pointy V-shaped branch into that little wedge that you have on the other tree root stock and you can bind them together and the two trees are grafted, they combine, and um, that'll work. The tree actually will, the branches will produce fruit, um, drawing nutrients from the roots of the, what's called the rootstock. So what that means is you can actually take two separate trees. Let's say, for example, you have an orange tree base and a pomelo 
tree branch. Stick that pomelo tree branch into the olive orange tree base, and out you'll get a new fruit called a grapefruit. That's how grapefruits are made. Now, to do that is Asr Torah. It's forbidden to actually crossbreed different species, so you can't make a grapefruit. But once it's been done, you certainly can eat a grapefruit. Um, in any case, our mission is not talking about the prohibition of harkava, of, high, of grafting together hybrid fruits. Um, it's considering two of the same type. Let's say, for example, you have um, two grapevines, one of which is well-rooted and has a lot of nourishment. Um, but for argument's sake, you cut off the branches because it had some kind of blight. And some other great, delicious grapes that are growing, but they don't grow very much because not enough nutrients come from that particular separate uh, grapevine. So you might cut off one vine that produces those very special grapes you like and insert it into the rootstock of the very well-nourished other grapevine, and then you'll get a combined tree, grapevine's a tree, um, which is producing fruit with a lot of nourishment and the flavor you like. The question is, when you do that, when you do graft together um, two trees, so what age do you look at? Do you look at the age of the rootstock or the age of the scion, the branch that you stuck into it, in terms of deciding if three years have passed and you're past the orla issue? And again, the missionary here will basically come out saying that you go after the rootstock, the age of the base. The final thing the mission will consider is something called sipuk. Now, according to the Bartonora, sipuk is almost a combination of the harkava and of the havracha. Um, what you're doing is, you're, let's say you're t- you have two grape vines, um, and one of them isn't producing enough grapes as you like it. So what you want to do essentially is take that vine, let's say the number one is the weaker growing and number two is the stronger for argument's sake. You'll take a vine from number one and you'll insert it into the rootstock of number two and therefore that vine will draw nourishment from the rootstock of number two and be more healthy. So under normal circumstances, if you're doing general harkava, grafting, you would detach the vine from one and attach it to number two. But sipok seems to be something in the middle where you do not sever the branches' attachments to rootstock number one. You just also attach it to number two. So it's getting nourishment from both directions. Um, and in such a case, let's discuss the Mishnah. Basically, you're going to go after um, the older of the two roots, rootstocks. Okay, so that's what we're going with this. Let's go back to the beginning of the Mishnah here, here in Mishnah Hay, and discuss all the options and how they work. Mishnah Hay starts out by saying, Elon, if you have a tree, Shene'ekar, that was uprooted, like in the previous Mishnayas, Uvovrecha, but this was a mommy tree who had a baby tree already through Havracha created from it. So before it was detached, let's say for argument's sake, the mommy tree had been in the ground for 10 years, but the baby tree had been in the ground, you know, just for two years, but they were attached. So as I said, even fruit going from the baby, the Brecha could um, be eaten because since it's drawing nourishment from the mother and the mother, the Zakena, the elder, um, tree is already 10 years old. It's only passed its oral requirements, and that's no problem. Now, our case is that the mother, who had been in the ground for 10 years, is detached from the ground. She comes up without her uh, clod of earth, but her child, the brecha, is still attached to the ground. So the question is, now when you reinsert the mother, are you still at 10 years? Are you back at 2 years? Are you at 0 years? And the answer is, um, 
you'll be back at zero years. Everything will reset. Both the mother and child will now be as if they're planted afresh. The Mishnah says, If you have a detached mother tree and it had a child through Havracha, even if the mother tree can draw nutrients from the baby which still attached the ground, it doesn't matter. The older mother tree now reverts Leos Kavrecha to have the same status as the baby. And the baby doesn't, an example I gave where the mother had been around for 10 years and the child, the Brecha, had been around just for two years. Um, when you detach the mother, that's like detaching the main root system from the both the Zakena, the mother, as well as the Brecha, the child. And therefore, both of them reset to zero. That is to say, it's as if the Brecha, the child, was detached, so it goes back to zero. And the mother, the Zakena, gets the same status as the child, the Brecha. So both are now at zero. You have to wait three more years before taking fruit from either the original Zakena mother or the Brecha, the child. That's how the Barthner learns. Hivricha Shana Harshana. New case here. What happens if you have a 10-year-old mother, Zakena, and then each year you extend the vine. So in the first year you do Havrach and you make baby number one. In the second year you take baby number one's vine and extend it to Havracha to make baby number two. In the next year you take baby number two, you extend it to make baby number three. So you've got now the mother who was 10 years old, now she's 13 years old, and you got babies who are you know been around for three, two, and one years. But they're all kind of like um, daisy chain. They're all linked back. Um, and draw nutrients from the mother. So in such a scenario, all of them, while attached to the mother, will be permissible. None will have oral restrictions because they all go after the age of the mother. That's the setup here. You extended the branch year after year. But then the nifsika, then the connection between mother and children gets severed. So now you have the mother who has been around for 13 years, but she's no longer attached to her three children, the Brechos, which have been around for three, two, and one years, respectively. So then, Mona Misha Hanifsika, they all go back to being zero, meaning at the time of the Hefsik, of the severance between mother and the children, all three children now are on their own, as if they're planted now afresh. And even the one that was around for three years, um, physically in the ground, doesn't matter, its Orla count begins now. So now all three of the offspring will have to wait for three whole years to get past the Orla requirements. Now, the next case in the Mishnah, it's like a new paragraph, we have this Sipuk, this weird hybrid situation where you transplant um, the vine from plant rootstock A um, into rootstock B, um, but you don't sever the branch from the first one. So it says, Sipuk HaGafanim, if you have taken a vine and you've extended it to attach, the word Lahaspik means to, um, like, maspik is enough. Sipuk is like um, to provide for its needs, something like that, to satisfy it. So, if you take the vine from rootstock number one and attach it into, like through uh, grafting, into number rootstock number two, but don't detach it from number one, that's the bartender learns. The sipuk agabi sipuk, or even if you take a, after you've done branch from one and attach it to two, you also take branch from two and attach it to one. So it's almost like a circle, if you will. So then both branches are now essentially drawing nourishment from both rootstocks. In that case, you can go after the older of the two rootstocks. Even if the two branches, which are connecting, you know, rootstock one and rootstock two are attached by branch one and branch two, even if you take branch one and branch two and you propagate them underground, 
So like it goes like a U-shape, meaning that from the onlooker, from the outside, there's no um, above-ground evidence that these two rootstocks, these two grapevines are attached by these vines. I mean, you know that they're attached underground. There's underground wiring, so to speak, of the vines. But above ground, you don't see that. It doesn't matter. Mutar. It's permissible. Meaning, if either of the two rootstocks are past their orla years, so then all of the grapes growing on both of the vines, the one that's sourced in rootstock one and sourced in rootstock two, both of them are drawing nourishment from the that old rootstock. And that being the case, all the grapes on both vines are permitted to be consumed. Rabbi Meir takes up exception. He says, Rabbi Meir, Meir, If you have a rootstock which is strong enough by itself to support the vines, so then you can rely on the age of that one. But, But if the older vine, which you're trying to piggyback on its age to circumvent the Orla requirements, that's the five-year-old vine, let's say, um, five-year-old rootstock, I should say. Um, but if it's if it's a unhealthy rootstock, one that couldn't by itself support these vines, so then usher, then you're not allowed to rely on its age in uh, exempting yourself from the oral requirements. That's Reb Meir. The halacha does not follow him. The halacha is like Tanakama, that if you do sepuk and attach grape vines one to the other in two directions, you can rely on the, even or one direction for that matter, you can rely on the older rootstock to exempt the grapes from orla. V'chein, now one other case here, it's like a new paragraph. V'chein, the same kind of thing applies, but it's a new case. Brecha shenifsaka. What happens if you had a branch that was growing from, let's say, a 10-year-old plant, and the grapes on that branch, on that vine were, of course, permissible because it's a 10-year-old grapevine. But now you graft that vine, full-blown grafting, detaching it from the first one and attaching it to the second one. Um, and let's say the second one is not three years old. So now you... Essentially, you're starting again, and that vine for sure now has got oral restrictions. The question is, it already was laden with fruit, and that was permitted fruit. So is that fruit still permitted, or once its vine has been attached and uh, and uh, grafted onto a younger, less than three-year-old rootstock, now does the do those grapes become forbidden? So the answer is, I'm going to say it outside first, the answer is the grapes do not become forbidden because um, they were permitted already. Um, but that's assuming that you harvest them and eat them promptly. However, whatever this vine subsequent produces subsequently being grafted on, that stuff has a din of orla and will be forbidden. So the way the mission is looking at it is if you leave these grapes on the vine and they start to draw nourishment and continue to grow, drawing nourishment from the orla young rootstock, so now you essentially, in each grape, you have a combination of heter grape and orla grape together. And that being the case, the mixture of the two within the given grape will be subject to the usual restrictions of orla based on the on the, the ratios that are set forth. And the ratio, when it, the required ratio to make a mixture of orla and generic produce, um, heter, chulen produce, um, permissible, is you need to have 200 times of the permitted against forbidden. I discussed this in the introduction. It's um, done because of this Orla's assert, not just to be consumed, but also cares with the Isser Hana. You can't get any benefit at all, so it's more strict. The rabbis upped the requirements, Midr all the way to 200 times. You need to have 200 times of Heter against the Isser. And that being the case, the Mishnah says, If you had that branch that has grapes already on it, let's say, and you attach it now to the young Orla rootstock, Vihimalea peros, 
as the grapes that are on that vine, imhosif b'matayim aser, if the grapes grow even a 200th more, meaning they've drawn nutrients from the orla rootstock, now those grapes become forbidden. But as the Mishnah doesn't say explicitly, but it's implicit, if they haven't yet grown an extra 200th, so then meaning you harvest those grapes very promptly, so the grapes remain permitted. Okay? As far as measuring the 200 and 200th, that's certainly a tricky business. Um, some of Horsham will say you could just base it on the, on the amount of time. Um, but it's a tricky business. In any case, conceptually, that's a din. In practice, you'd have to harvest those grapes promptly or treat them all as orla.